0: I started coffee with humans as a way to make meaningful connections. See, I believe when people on individual journeys cross paths, real good can come from that. And in that sacred moment, we have the opportunity to do three things. Name reality and describe the future we want. Destroy things for our good by moving on from that which no longer serves us. Create or recreate ourselves, moving us to the reality we describe. That's the essence of coffee with humans, making the world a better place, one conversation at a time. Well, good morning. You have managed to log into Coffee with Humans, live streaming to uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, and then doubling up as a podcast <laughs> around the world. Uh, and I'm here with my new friend, Erica. Erica, welcome to Coffee with Humans.
1: Hi, good morning. Thank you. I guess, well, I guess, good afternoon. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. It is afternoon. It's
1: noon, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's new, it's noon for you, so you're on the East Coast.
1: Yeah, where, yeah, where are you located?
0: I'm, I'm out near Chicago.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So not yeah. too far.
0: Stribable. I didn't hear <laughs> I didn't hear like an East Coast accent, so I wasn't sure.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's good.
0: <laughs> do I have a Chicago accent? Some people say Chicago.
1: I don't think uh-huh. I mean I didn't catch it. No.
0: No. Okay. Well, good. That's because I don't think I have an accent.
1: <laughs> yeah, I you know, I don't think I do either, but I've lived I'm back up in Ohio where I'm originally from. But I lived in Houston, Texas, the last eight years, oh. and when I would say certain words, my friends would like catch it. It's like you say that weird. I'm like, no, I don't. I mean, for me, I don't notice it. But
0: yes, a little Texas drawl.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now I have like I say y'all, and
0: do you? I do. Oh, see, that's that's good though. I think I think the whole y'all thing. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's primarily a southern thing, but I think it's a it's good American slang. It just is it's inclusive of everybody. Hey, y'all. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I don't think that I needs like to be it. regionalized. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, welcome to coffee with Humans. This is really exciting. Uh, I'm curious. I ask most most people this right out of the gate. What drew you to clicking the button to have coffee with me?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question. So I actually found Matchmaker the where the website where you're looking for podcast guests and looking for podcasts, I kind of had a not so great experience with a radio show that I did. And I was looking for people who were wanting to just make connections and, you know, really interested in talking with me or just talking with um, people in general, especially entrepreneurs. And I was searching and I found this one and it Grabbed me, it pulled me in, and it just seemed your podcast and Coffee with Humans seemed very welcoming,
0: okay,
1: and that you were really eager and enjoyed just making general or uh, meaningful connections.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's really great. I'm happy to hear that. Coffee Human, Coffee with Humans is like Sunday brunch.
1: <laughs> I love Sunday brunch. <laughs>
0: okay, good, because <laughs> well, you're in the right place. Only Perfect. there's no food. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I, so I'm, I, I'm glad that that's that spirit comes through, uh, because I really do think that beyond the facade of, of all of the, uh, things that we believe about ourselves and want to, you know, want to perpetuate out in the universe, uh, and, and the things that we somehow believe about others at the, when you scrape all that away, we're just, we're just people and we have hopes, we have dreams, we have fears, we have needs, and connecting connecting one on one with an individual in that context of, hey, let's just be people, let's just be humans, I think is so valuable and and I and I hope that that as people listen and and particularly the thing we're going to talk about today, that whatever's on a person's heart, just like bring it hundred percent to the table, right? yeah, uh, just like Sunday brunch, yeah. Well, cool. And I'm I got excited. my coffee
1: ready. So, oh, well, good.
0: I have coffee too. Oh, good. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. I had, I had somebody ask once, well, can I be still be on if I don't drink coffee? And I was like, it's okay. Like 50% of us doesn't drink coffee. It's fine. Right. Right. And they were like, can I drink a beer? And I said, you can, there's no rules. The only rule is no sales calls. Exactly. Yeah, so you that, can drink
1: whatever you want. Sunday brunch, have a mimosa or a bloody Mary. (laughs) I wish I had one. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Okay, so Bloody Marys. Do you like do you like hot, like hot Bloody Marys? Some people are like,
1: Yes, I love spicy Bloody Marys and I love when they have a ton of stuff in them. We had this one bar restaurant in Houston that it had a whole bunch of stuff and it was like a snack. So like, if you didn't get your food right away, you had at least the bloody Mary and it had like a piece of sausage on it. I know there's one place that has like a wing on top.
0: Really? Like so. a, uh, like a buffalo or like a yeah, like,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> slice of pizza,
1: <laughs> whatever. You, I mean, Lasagna. Whatever you yeah.
0: So good. <laughs> I usually have, uh, I usually have like a, a string cheese. I dug a string cheese in oh, there, a little, little sausage stick, a, a pickle, and then olives, uh, garlic stuffed olives, if I can, or blue cheese stuffed olives. So delicious.
1: That sounds good. I was in New Orleans and there's a place there. I think it's the Ruby Slipper. I think, I can't remember exactly the name, but they had a piece of like peppered bacon in it. Really? Oh my God, it's so good.
0: <laughs> so do you normally like hot things or is it just, uh, just Bloody Marys that you like spicy?
1: I love all things spicy. I mean, growing up in Northeast Ohio, you probably wouldn't expect that, but my mom's obsessed with all things like spicy and hot. So it's, I love it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Have you tried like spicy peppers? Is that a thing for you? Oh yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. There was I love- a go ahead
1: love all i love all spicy things i love making there was this um it's like a mango habanero like sauce oh it gets a little too hot but i just have to dial down the habaneros
0: <laughs> i saw a netflix show recently called I, I don't remember the name i'm not even gonna try for it but it's about these different um, <laughs> these different contests around the world and oh Cool. one of the contests was like cheese rolling it's in europe and they roll this cheese down the down a like a massive hill it's going like this big cheese wheel and it's going 80 miles an hour at the end but running after it are all these people <laughs> and they're like falling all over each other they're breaking legs and collarbones and it's oh ri- it's ridiculous but the third or fourth episode into it is a is a pepper eating contest from oh, wow. some guy who just grows these insanely hot peppers with like two or two and a half million Scovels, uh, which is the, how heat is measured in pepper yeah. versus, you know, like a jalapeno that's got like, I don't know, 3000 Scovels or something. And, and they go through 16 rounds of eating progressively hotter and hotter and hotter peppers. Right. <laughs> and these people, <laughs> I was like, I, why, why would you do that? I don't understand. They're like, we make a living eating peppers. Like, how do you what?
1: (laughs) I don't think I could do that. I like spicy things. I like hot peppers, but I think that one I can't do. (laughs) No, No. I wouldn't even try because it would be miserable.
0: Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) I think it'd be awful. So you you were in Texas. You're in Ohio. Where, Where else have you lived?
1: So those are the only two states I've lived. I grew up in Ohio, very Northeast, almost into Pennsylvania. And when I graduated nursing school, I needed something different. I needed a bigger city, warmer weather. And so I moved down to Houston and I lived there for about eight years. Now in Houston, I lived probably like seven or eight different locations or different apartments or whatever. Um, And then about, oh, let's see, what month are we in? So July, I moved back home. Okay. Just to be closer to family. My sister got married about a year ago. Um, and my, no one had let go of the fact that I wasn't living here anymore. You think after eight years, they'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, she's cool (laughs) in Texas. She likes it. No, they never gave up. My parents never gave up, especially my mom. (laughs) So they finally wore me down and I moved back.
0: Are you happy you moved back?
1: I enjoy it. That's
0: fine. It's live. I know, but
1: I like being back. It's very, it's nice being close to family, especially around the holidays. I mean, working in healthcare, you know, we have to work most of the holidays or a good portion of them. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to get Christmas off and come home for Christmas. Usually last year I was not able to, but it's nice not having to worry about missing things, whether it's something small, like a birthday. I mean, I know right now it's difficult to celebrate, but it's nice being here and being around family, especially during this difficult time. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard being back in a small town. I struggle often. (laughs) I miss my grocery stores. I miss my restaurants. Um, I mean, in Houston, it's so diverse that after being there for so long, that's what I got used to. And that's what I like crave is diversity. And I could eat any sort of Asian food every single day. I mean, I could probably live off of it. Yeah. But here there's not much.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> but so the outside difficult. is that you got family nearby. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I have to remind myself, it's not about the material things, like the large grocery store that I absolutely miss, <laughs> but it's great being near family. And I'm still staying with my parents right now. Um, so it's nice being here and just being around them again and not feeling like I'm missing out on the small things.
0: Yeah. I never moved uh away. I think I went away to college for a semester <laughs> and then came back. I and I've tra- I've traveled quite a bit, but yeah. I I've never managed to make it outside of and it's like i s I don't know if it's like a slingshot like that never releases. They're like I'm i like, I'm gonna go. And it's like, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. I mean it's a good town. I don't yeah, want to Chicago complain about it. Man. Um, but uh uh, yeah, I've never made, made it outside of my, my hometown.
1: Yeah. and I'm in,
0: I'm in a tiny town. Well, not a tiny town. We're the second or largest, second or third largest town in Illinois, right outside Chicago, like 60 okay. miles, but okay, Chicago is far. so massive. Yeah. Um, you know, the suburbs stretch for miles and miles. And so we're, we're 45 minutes or so from the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, and so I think Chicago thinks that we're either a suburb or we don't exist. I'm not sure who, <laughs> it depends on who you talk to. Right. And then our town is like, we're, we're the bomb Chicago. We're going to take on Chicago. Like, you know, but yeah,
1: the nice (laughs) thing about, I mean, when we are able to really actually travel again, the nice thing about being close to home is that I can actually travel places and not have to worry about, okay, am I going to go on vacation or am I going to go visit my family? That was one of the big things too. It's like, Okay. So it's summer. Do I go on a vacation or do I vacation home to my family in
0: Ohio? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's I not a vacation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not not a vacation. It's almost just as much work as working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I get it. I yeah. understand. Yeah. I it's 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 really ironic cuz I I live there. I've lived near my parents and brother and sister and stuff my my entire life all in this this little region mm-hmm. um but i don't i don't see them all that often yeah which sounds terrible i think but i don't know maybe i should change that we'll see
1: well now you have plenty of time to start thinking about how you're going to change it for when the pandemic ends <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> right yeah <laughs> exactly now people are like sequestered or quarantined at yeah. home how's that been going for you as you said you said you're a nurse how's the quarantine been going for you
1: so it's been okay. Um, before I left, so I'm not currently working as a nurse right now. Okay. Um, when I left Houston, I was working full time in case management. So we do like discharge planning, getting the patients to their next step out of the hospital. Um, so that was busy. i um, trying to finagle where you're going to send them because of all these COVID restrictions and patients are staying in the hospital longer than planned because we can't find locations for them to go or locations aren't accepting new patients Mm. at that time and it's difficult for them too because we weren't allowing um, visitors for a while I think now they're allowed some but it was super stressful and also I was in the middle of planning my move back home um, and that was just a whirlwind of emotions. Um, I quit my job in June and moved back home, got here actually on July 1st. Wow. Yeah. So that was a lot of work (laughs) and a lot of stress, but right now I am working, um, as a health coach. So I'm RN turned health coach. Okay. Yeah. So
0: did you get as, as a, I'm curious, as a, as a healthcare worker in the middle of this COVID thing, did you feel like you got support from like the community at large did you feel and this is not facts right mm-hmm. whether you did or you didn't I don't know but what did you feel did you feel that you got support or did you feel you kind of got um I don't know not supported unsupported not sure so, how to put that. <laughs>
1: yeah I don't know um you know I think there was a time that we did feel supported but also at the same time it was kind of like well, finally, some people are recognizing what we're doing because yes, we're in a pandemic and yes, it's more, you know, dangerous for us to be at work just because of the possible possibility of exposure and, you know, bringing that home to the family as well. But we go through difficult stuff every day, every Mm -hmm. shift, there's something difficult. And obviously right now the stress for healthcare workers is immensely increased. They're frustrated, they're scared. You know, a lot of nurses I know went elsewhere like New York or California and did like COVID assignments. So those were, I think they were about 12 weeks long, nine or 12 weeks. And so they would leave home and go work in these areas that it was like a, like the hotspot for COVID. So that was super stressful to be away from your support system. But as a whole, I think we felt some sort of support. Um, But again, you know, we deal with difficult stuff all the time. So it was more of like, finally, we're being recognized as a uh, globally recognized and where it's put out for everyone to see, um, So there was an aspect of feeling supported, but also at the same time, we, this is our jobs. This is what we do. And it was, I think it was nice to have that recognition that Mm -hmm. we do put our lives on the line. We do, you know, put our patients and our families and everyone else first. So it was nice to have that recognition. Now, I think some of the global awareness has maybe started fading off a little bit than it did at the, there was like that peak of support for the frontline workers yeah so i do think we need to make sure we're still supporting them and showing them appreciation and just being there for them because it's still a difficult time
0: yeah yeah that makes sense i think i think healthcare workers are a lot like mechanics uh in that you only you only think of them when you need them right Uh, and when you need them, you need them, right. (laughs) (laughs) And preventative maintenance, I know for at least, at least for myself, and maybe it's because I'm a guy I've heard that's maybe a thing for guys, you know, bodily preventative maintenance is not a high priority. (laughs) 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 So I don't, you know, I don't give a whole lot of consideration, uh, to, uh, to everything that goes on right in healthcare. Right. Although it's, it's, uh. And maybe also because healthcare has been highly politicized over the you know, past I don't know, probably eight eight years something like that, or maybe a little bit longer than that, where it's kind of just come to the forefront, and so healthcare has become sort of a divisive issue. Whereas prior to that, probably, um, uh, it, it maybe maybe a generation ago, you know, it's, it was the old. Uh, um, or maybe even two generations ago, it's like, you know, the local doctor, you know, he's your friend, right. and <laughs> you know, it was yeah. on the television shows, so you'd go to the local doctors, like, yeah, which is funny, too, because we've transitioned from like, uh, you know, a little house on the prairie doctor, you know. <laughs> well, he's my friend to, you know, like ER doctor where it's like the soap opera, you know, I think a tank oh, got driven yes. through the ER or something like that, yeah. which never happens. I'm sure. But Usually <laughs> not. it's like, Oh my God, it's drama. <laughs> like...
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's interesting because we, we don't do our jobs for recognition or, yeah. you know, support from outside sources. So it's interesting to see, you know, the shows that come up, especially about healthcare. And there's a new show, uh, I think called nurses. So we are like, Oh, finally a show like specifically for us. And it's like t- in the title and everything, but when you watch it, Sometimes when we watch the TV, you know, they're dramas, they're medical dramas, and we kind of get angry. We're like, "That doesn't happen." Or I was watching it and t- texting my friend the other day, and I'm like, "Can you believe they did this? Like, this right. isn't even reality." But it also has a good. They do have a good point behind them and a good purpose behind them to bring awareness and recognition to healthcare workers and nurses and doctors in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get into stress, I know stress is a topic that's on your yes. mind. Since you're a healthcare worker, this is also a little bit ironic. Um, I didn't plan it this way. Um, but we're going to play, we're going to play a game. You up for a game? Oh, yes. Okay. This game is called what's that pharmaceutical?
1: Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> And I can't promise I don't will do very well.
0: <laughs> um, it's so, yeah, I think you, you're going to do great uh, because you, you probably know the, what pharmaceuticals are. So what I did is I went to uh, a website. Okay. <laughs> I'm just giving them a shout out. They don't pay me or anything. I just give them a shout out. Cause I stole all these names off their website, fantasy What's that pharmaceutical. These are just fake names. Oh boy. Of pharmaceuticals. And, and so we're each going to, we're each going to take a turn uh making up a making up what we think that pharmaceutical is like what does it do who's it do it for right Got totally it. off the top of your head okay are you are you ready for this this is gonna be fun I'm ready there's no wrong answers obviously
1: are you going um, first or am I going first?
0: I can go first if you want it okay.
1: <laughs> doesn't matter uh, <laughs>
0: I'll go first I'll go first uh so we'll both get the same word so um It'll, it'll go something like this. It'll be like finisol. And and we'll have uh, we'll have 30 seconds okay. to think about what finisol does. And then we have to and then we'll we'll tell our listeners what we think Now, finisol
1: do we need is. this to be super medical or can it just be
0: this can be anything you want.
1: Anything.
0: Okay. I think the Got other it. day I talked about um brimamine, that <laughs> That is in all the places you don't want to go because it protects against chafing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So this is the example one. Are you are you ready for the real one? Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna set my set my timer here. All right. <laughs> and I'll answer first just okay. just to say I care. All right. I'm ready allogenator ribobosome oh my god I don't know I've never never seen these before you have 30 seconds to think who (laughs) allogenator I don't even know how to pronounce
1: this I don't know yeah
0: well you get to make it up okay 15 seconds
1: I can't okay. wait to hear what you say, because...
0: I can't wait either. I don't I, even know.
1: I don't even know what I'm going to say.
0: Uh-oh, that's time.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to call it a lognotur Uh So in the cell, this is going to be very medical.
1: You in are getting c- medical. I know.
0: <laughs> so in the cell, uh, there's... there's um, I can't remember what it's called, but I think it starts with an R uh, that, that manages the energy in their cell, something like that. And what a Lognitor ribosome is, uh, they've discovered that alligators, (laughs) um, are super strong, their jaw strength pounds per square inch off the charts. And so you can take a Lognitor ribosome. If your jaw, if you're having a hard time chewing on food, um, then you can take, I mean, with with obviously with a prescription, you can get a Lognitor ribosome, and it will help the it'll help your jaw chewing strength if you're having a particular tough time eating meat.
1: Oh wow, you are detailed. <laughs> okay, but it's not you've played this game before, so only once, is, only once, <laughs> only once.
0: You just got to make it up.
1: You do have to make it up. Okay, let's see. Yep. So a Lognitor ribosome. So, I first thought of algorithm. So, we're going with the cell. So, the algorithm of your cell is created and maintained by a a lognitor or vibosome. And it helps create the algorithm for your life. Oh, how's that?
0: That's really good.
1: Not as long as yours, but it works. (laughs) I think it
0: works. (laughs) (laughs) The algorithm for your life. I love it. Perfect. All right, next next one. Here we go. Um, oh, I got to get my timer. I'm so bad at this. All right. You got to answer this next one. Okay. Victopiride. Victopiride, 30 seconds. Or Victopiride. I don't know.
1: And these are just made up?
0: They're totally made up. I love it.
1: <laughs> Who comes up with these? I want, would love to know.
0: I think it's just a computer. I don't really know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. So, Victor Paride. I thought of Velociraptor. Oh. I don't know why, but we're in. Okay, we're in real life Jurassic Park. You know, like the new movie came out. We're it. So we're in it. Yes. So Victo Puride—that's how you say it—helps you have enough strength and speed to outrun a Velociraptor, and you can then ha- get to safety and save yourself. <laughs> that
0: is so good. Thank you.
1: I don't know why it made. I saw. I made me think of Velociraptor. I don't even think. That's how the word starts, but that's where it came from.
0: <laughs> I love it. That is so good. Nice job. <laughs> Thank um, you. All right. So Victor Victor Paride, Uh Victor Perride is actually um, a liquid form, um, so that it can be consumed uh, for those who have a problem with swallowing. <clears throat> you can you can just use it in a liquid form or put it in your favorite beverage. Uh, Victor Puride is actually an over the counter medication. Uh, for when you're feeling when you're feeling under the weather and you just need to have that small victory. Um, so they were going to call it victory parade, Victory Parade, but they they figured that wasn't that was going um, the to be the FDA came against that. And they're like, you can't say it that way because that sounds too good. Um, so it's Victor Puride that helps you have small victories.
1: I like that. We had similar things because you're having a victory once you get away from the (laughs) Velociraptor in Jurassic Park.
0: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, one more. Our listeners or viewers can vote on vote on these two, or you can put in the comments actually what you think uh, what you think these things are too. That'll be fun. Right,
1: just as good as ours.
0: Oh yes, of course.
1: They have more time to think about it.
0: Ion Basil. Uh Ion basil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, 30 seconds. Got it. Ion basil. Uh What is ion basil. <laughs> I don't know. This is so hard.
1: <laughs> it is hard.
0: basil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. it. Pens down. <laughs> um, ion basil. <laughs> All right. So, I guess I have to go since you went last time. Sure. Uh, ion basil. Um, ion basil is a fiber made of coconut um the outside of a coconut.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it.
0: Which uh achieves maximum uh this is like a level level two flushing of your digestive system. I like i ion basil. I don't know why that is a thing. It <laughs> makes no damn <laughs> sense at all with the word ion basil. <laughs>
1: so I think it's great. Okay, so hopefully mine's not mean, but it's the it's word that mean. I thought of. Perfect. Okay. So ion is an injection, but you have to, your doctor has to give it to you and you have to qualify for the (laughs) injection. So you have to go to your doctor to get this. And this helps you become less of an imbecile.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is your anti-stupid medication.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. But you, it's prescribed. So you have to go to your doctor first. And you have to meet all of the symptoms and qualifications.
0: They, they, they probably have to uh, do. Are they doing some like assessment to make sure that you're actually
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> just legit and imbecile?
1: Yeah, they may have to call some of your friends and family.
0: First. <laughs> Background.
1: Background.
0: Yeah. Background checks. Oh, that's fun. Oh boy, yes. People are following along. Facebook users are smiling. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Great connection to Velociraptor. This first thing that came to my mind too.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Sounds oh like boy. It. So good. <laughs> Those are so, fun.
1: That's a good game, like for like a game night or something.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: That's a good one.
0: Yeah. I just made it up. Um, I like it. What's that pharmaceutical?
1: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you, you're, there was a topic that was on your mind. I know it was on your mind. I'm cheating a little bit. Um, <laughs> But when I when I put out there, hey, you know, when you when you signed up to p- p- have coffee, I was like, hey, what's on your mind? You're talking about stress, mm-hmm. particularly in healthcare. And I know that stress is a big, big deal for everybody. It's what the silent killer or something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um that and probably cholesterol and alcoholism. You know. But like everybody deals with stress. It's a big, big deal. And most of us try and hide it. Uh, and then sometimes it comes out real squirrely and people think we're you know, just being a jerk.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: So what in this area of stress, what was on your mind when you were thinking about stress?
1: Yeah. So in my coaching business, this is what I focus on because this is stress and like anxiety and burnout is what I've struggled with before. And it's what led me to switching positions in the healthcare field and then eventually kind of getting out of it. Um, because I started working on my own, stress management, anxiety management, and trying to fight or prevent burnout. But when it comes to stress, you know, they we're allowed to have a little bit of stress. We want a little bit of stress, you know, it's made to put us in that fight or flight mode because it was meant to protect us. So when our ancestors had to run from a velociraptor chasing them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want to be in that stressful mode so that, okay, well, are you going to fight the velociraptor? Or are you going to run? But we probably don't really need to worry about that anymore. And But little instances are okay. So when you're driving the car and you slam on the brakes to prevent yourself from hitting something, that's okay. You're allowed to be able to do that with stress coming up and putting you in that fight-or-flight mode. But it's when we get into this chronic stress that we keep pushing down, like you said, or like not dealing with, and it just builds up and builds up and builds up. That's when these health issues start arising and st- chronic stress can tear the body apart. I mean, we, it can start looking like other symptoms, like a cardiovascular disease, uh, mental health di- disorders. Um, it can cause obesity. It can cause a number of things. So it is important when you're dealing with stress and these symptoms start coming up as a nurse, I do have to say you have to check with your doctor and make sure that you're ruling out a heart condition or you're ruling out some other, medical issue that it may be. So when it's determined that you are suffering from chronic stress, you know, it's really important to start finding ways to manage that because it's going to lead to so many other issues in your life whether that's poor sleep, poor eating habits, um you know, we don't really feel so energized when we're stressed out, so we're not wanting to um exercise, we're not really wanting to partake in, you know, other daily activities with our friends and with our family. And it leads to so many other things. So I knew that I had to heal myself and I was healing myself and learning different ways to do that. And I knew that I could help other people do that because I mean, when you're stressed, it's like you said, it can be something that you may not want to tell other people, or you don't want to seem like you're not able to handle something or you're vulnerable. And to have someone there for guidance and support is really beneficial or just someone there to help you through that and figure out how you even manage stress. Because when you're stuck in that whirlwind, it's hard to kind of pull yourself back out.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. hard to see, see where you're at.
1: Yeah, it is. It,
0: it, it, I feel like stress is kind of like a hurricane yeah. where either it's either you can see it off on the horizon, it's coming at you. And also you're just like getting slammed around or sometimes people um, are sitting in the eye of that hurricane and intuitively know that this feels okay, but I'm actually, it's like a point of distraction. Almost like I'm, I'm ignoring the stuff that's like whirling around me. Yeah. Don't leave this spot. Just yeah. stay where you're at because each direction you go, you're going to get you know, hit by something.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's hard to get out of that, hurricane. If you're in the center, it's hard to work your way out safely too. And, you know, for me, I kind of didn't for a while, didn't deal with my stress and stress then leads to anxiety and then can lead to panic attacks. And those are scary. I mean, you don't, when you don't realize your stress too, or because you're not working on it, you're not doing things like putting yourself first. You're not partaking in any sort of self-care. Sometimes you don't notice it either. And, um, that's what I started doing. I hadn't noticed it. And when I started working on myself, whether it was, you know, starting my coaching program or, you know, kind of diving into meditation and yoga and kind of paying more attention to my mindset and what was going on, it started bringing more awareness to what was happening and how I was feeling. And so I was able to recognize that I was kind of caught, you know, in that hurricane and, like I mentioned, I moved, left Houston and moved home. And it was like, even though I had been doing all these things to prevent and manage and work on my stress and anxiety, moving and my parents being in a pandemic or coming to Houston and being in a larger area that was, you know, more at risk for getting COVID, it was almost like it pulled me back in, you know, and then I was into this panic attack. And I remember walking out of the bathroom and telling my parents, I'm like, I, I don't feel good. Like something's wrong. I can't breathe. And in my mind, I'm like the COVID got me, (laughs) you know, because I couldn't think clearly. And finally I calmed down. I'm like, no, I am literally having a panic attack. And so to have someone to fall back on, and I have coaches myself. And so to have like these tools to kind of fall back on and to help bring myself out of this mode was helpful. And at the time, I mean, it was really difficult. And there's some cases like in the middle of a panic attack, it's going to be really difficult to pull yourself out. Mm -hmm. But to be able to have tools after you're finally calmed down and after finally you realize, okay, I'm not dying. I am having a panic attack. I I don't have COVID. (laughs) You can start using things like meditation or breath work to kind of bring yourself back into focus and know that it kind of helps relieve that little bit of anxiety to know that you have something to fall Mm -hmm. back on. And I knew I had that. I mean, in the moment, I forgot all about it. (laughs) But once I was able to pull myself out, like, okay, now I know I need to make sure that I am sticking to my routine, making sure that before this comes up, I am breathing, I'm using my breath work, I'm doing my meditations. But I mean, like we talked about before, right now, stress, especially in healthcare workers and the frontline workers, um, and not even just healthcare workers, anyone who's working on the front lines, you know, stress is a real thing right now. And mm-hmm. being able to get out of that can be difficult, especially if other people don't really understand what you're going through. Um, you know, you may be coming home to people who family members who don't work in the healthcare field. So it can be hard to put into words and express exactly what's happening and how you're feeling. And that can be really difficult for a lot of people right now,
0: yeah. one of the things you mentioned in there is routine. and i'm and I'm wondering, <clears throat> I feel like uh, and this is just building another a conversation I had earlier today uh, talking about um talking about people who tend to get into sort of manic, uh, manic states uh, uh, It is. it seems that sometimes stress can either, can either cause us to really back down uh, and kind of hide away. Or sometimes stress causes the opposite, which is like, I got to go, 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 go. I got to figure out, I got to do, 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 do. Almost like a manic state Um, to what, to what degree have you found the necessity, or is routine a necessity? Is it a, is it a component of managing stress that you that you have a routine? I'm just thinking that it would be, but what are what are yours? What's your experience?
1: I definitely agree that it's something that should help you and will help you manage stress. And like you said, you know stress can take you one way or another when you're kind of in that go, go, go mode because of stress. I think it's almost a form of like distraction Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, because you're making yourself so busy. You don't have time to think about what's going on and how you're feeling. And I think routines can help you kind of bring yourself into focus and can help you realize what is going on in your head. Um, For me, I usually have a morning routine that I try to stick to every morning. My evening routine needs a little bit of work sometimes, (laughs) but it's that time, especially so at night, it's that time for you to wind down and to kind of regroup from the day and prepare your body for sleep. So that's the main point of like an evening routine. The morning routine is meant to get you up, get you going, get you ready for the day and bring you some focus so that you're able to handle what comes up during the day. So for me, I, um, meditate every morning. I have like my little corner by my bed It has like my meditation pillow. It has little crystals and it has a, a little book that I'll read. It's like an, an article for the day or like a meditation for the day. So it gives me that maybe 20, 30 minutes where I can kind of get out of my head a little bit and just breathe and focus on my breaths and try to not give my mind a break.
0: Um,
1: And a lot of the time afterwards I will do some gratitude writing and journaling. And I talk a lot about um, like in my Facebook group and with my clients, how journaling and even just like a brain dump can be really beneficial. I was listening to a podcast a while ago and his advice or his like um, tidbit was, you know, if you're, tr- let's say you're trying to do a complicated math problem, you're probably not going to try to figure it out in your head because you're probably not going to be able to figure it out because it's complicated, you know, it's yeah. abstract. But when you put it on paper, you're able to see it, you're able mm-hmm. to work it out. And so our thoughts are also abstract, they're complicated. Sometimes they're a little irrational. And especially mm-hmm. if you're stressed, if you're anxious, your thoughts are maybe not going to be true. They're going to spin you into more stress and more anxiety. But putting them on a piece of paper and using that as like part of your routine helps them put puts them into a different perspective. It brings awareness to them where, and it makes them seem you can kind of rationalize them a little bit. Either these are absolutely ridiculous, or these are things that I just needed to work through. Yeah. So yeah, that definitely makes a great routine is beneficial.
0: Makes, yeah, makes a, makes total sense. I love that analogy with the idea of, you know, you, you don't easily work through a complicated math problem in your head. You put it down on paper and, and you're totally right. A lot of times our thoughts are contradictory Mm -hmm. Uh, and we, we firmly believe contradictory things, even in simple, like things that are not related to stress. Like the, the one example is, um, the early bird gets the worm, Mm -hmm. People are like, yeah, 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 and then, um, that, uh, but we also believe that good things come to those who wait. Uh, <laughs> and so, so which one is it? And our so the our belief systems many times are in conflict with one another, much less our feelings that are just kind of swirling around. To what degree? it seems to me that uh, what, what's the, the buzzword now, like awareness, right? Self-awareness or something like that. Yeah. Mindfulness. Yeah. Mindfulness. There yeah, we go. Right. It's
1: a good buzzword.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, it, it, I mean, the essence of which is like learn to understand what's going on in your own self and recognize it and give it some, you know, honor it for what it is mm-hmm. so that you can then do something with it. Um, what do you, what do you, what steps do you, advise folks who say who who maybe who maybe you recognize are in a stressful state what steps do you advise when they first when they first start dealing with this stuff whatever it is I know it's nebulous but what is it
1: (laughs) so definitely I think one of the first steps is recognizing and accepting that you're stressed or you're in this anxious state or you know what's common in healthcare workers and other uh, jobs as well is burnout, mm-hmm. so it can be h- hard to recognize that, and it can be difficult for you to accept it. So I think when you first accept that that's where you are, and these are things that need change, there's something that you need to work on, is one of the first steps. But you know, like we said, mindfulness—it's now a buzzword. It's been around forever. I mean, meditation is extremely old practice. I mean, yoga now it's very physical, but it really started out more like meditation Mm -hmm. and breath work is there too. And these are things that have for a very long time, helped people come into their own body and recognize what's going on, especially your thoughts. You know, there's this mind body connection that our thoughts have a, a lot of power. They have a lot to do with what's going on inside our body. And like I said, they can create stories. They can create things that aren't real. Yeah. Um, especially like when I would, when I think back on it, you know, working as a nurse, it's a stressful job. It's especially if you're in. I was in a trauma department, so you know, the patients coming in, we're not in their best state. You know, something, you know, in all intents and purposes, traumatic has happened, and their lives have changed. So you're running around, running around. And when you come home, you're kind of thinking about the day. And I remember laying there at night, which is when all of the irrational thoughts come up, you know, (laughs) and you're thinking of the day and all of a sudden these stories start coming up and you can't even wrap your head around like, did this really happen? Did I do this? Did I not do this? And then you wake up the next morning. You're like, okay, that didn't happen. (laughs) That wasn't true. Like I didn't do that. Or I did do this. And so if I had the tools of how to be more mindful, then I think I would have saved myself a lot of sleepless nights and anxiety. But I think becoming mindful and working on your mindset can, it can be difficult for people to do at first because it's its simple, but yet complicated at the same time, if that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, I, I think... Uh, the thought that comes the, the, the thought that comes to comes to my mind is a lot of the people that we've the or um, the writers uh, people that we follow with these you know sayings mm-hmm. you know some of them some of are, are, our know, we we're monks let's say and we're like oh yeah we should you know really do that but we're we're unwilling to we're unwilling to leave our circumstances yeah. we're unwilling to change our circumstances to go achieve some sort of quiet and mindset when it says hey you know you should go be quiet. But it's like, yeah, yeah, I should. But I'd like to do it in the middle of all the chaos. And the answer is like, no, you can't. That's the whole point. You you can't. You actually don't want to leave all this stuff to achieve the low stress atmosphere that you're looking for. Um, and sometimes I think it's because we normalize mm-hmm. stress levels. Our bodies are extremely adaptable to all sorts of circumstances. We can live in hot. We can live in cold. We yeah. You know, we can live in unhealthy environments. We can live in healthy environments. We can eat, you know. Eat crap for a really long time, <laughs> right? Or we can eat really well. Like all of these things are can be normalized, and our all the things that happen in our minds can be normalized as well. And so we we amp up mm-hmm. our stress levels, I think, sometimes, and un, and don't know it. And right. then when we, like you're talking about, we know something's not quite right. The results aren't right. Uh, and other people can say, "Hey, something's not right," mm-hmm. and we're like, "Yes, yes, yes." I think maybe, um, but I'm not sure it'll be okay. It was, yeah. you know, bad burrito, but we're unwilling to do anything about it because it requires, I think subconsciously, we know that it requires letting go of something maybe we don't even want to let go of.
1: Yeah. And it requires work, yeah. you know. Um, and like you mentioned, we have normalized chronic stress, we've normalized being anxious. And, you know, there still is this stigma around mental health, which is, Extremely unfortunate because it's something that we need to focus on and we need to pay attention to because it really does affect our whole well being. Mm. Like you said, our body can handle a lot, you know, it can withstand a lot of blows, but it can also be this amazing tool to help you heal and to help you get through life. And we have to give it the ability to do that. Mm. And managing our mental health, which You know, is managing your stress, your anxiety, and, you know, really just becoming, you know, the buzzword, being mindful of what's going on around you. And whether that's in your mind and with your thoughts and your emotions, but also how you're acting. You know, when it comes to stress and anxiety, we get in these modes where we're very quick. We can get frustrated easily, we can get snappy, and, it affects those around us. So when we start start to manage that and start to become more aware of how we're reacting um, and how we're, you know, just acting in general in life, it can really start to help those around you as well. And the one thing like about meditation, I know a lot of people can sometimes be a little scared of meditation, or I don't want to do that, I might do it wrong, or I don't know how, or it's not for me. And When I talk with people, I'm like, you can't do it wrong. Like there's no way to do it wrong. Even if you just sat there in silence for a minute and just focused on your breath, like that's meditating, but it's something that you can do to bring you kind of in tune with your body and it helps you become, when you start doing it more, it helps you become less reactive. So, and then you're able to recognize what's going on in your body. When we sit there and just listen in silence, we can recognize a lot, you know, where you're feeling tension, where you're feeling stress um, and localizing that in the body. Um, So that's what meditation and things like meditation can do.
0: Yeah, I. uh, Yeah, there's a there's a visual that comes to my mind about running.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: You know, running is a very stressful activity on a body. Um, It puts the body actually in a stress state. And, and the, and and if you've run just so far and just so much, the answer is you got to stop. You need to sit, you need to allow your body the time to rest. You can't just keep running. Um, And I think stress is a lot of times the same that we end up in that stress state. And we think if I just continue further that somehow I'm going to come to the end of this stress state. Something's, you know, I'll change somehow the circumstances and get myself out of it. Yeah. Rather than just saying stop. But I think I think we've not crafted a society where it's made it, where it's actually okay to stop. And if COVID no. has given us any gift, uh, if we look at it as somewhat of a gift, it's a forced break
1: it is. from yeah.
0: the routines that were actually probably, in some cases, harming us.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, stress, like chronic stress, it's like you're on a hamster wheel. You just keep going and going and going. And, but you're right. It's like, you think that, oh, eventually I'll stop or eventually I'll hit like a point where I don't have stress anymore, but you can't keep going and doing nothing about it. But the pandemic definitely, like you said, the one blessing was it forced us to stop. It forced us to recognize what was going on. It forced us to look at our lives and you know, especially like the things that we didn't need to do or the things that we didn't need in our life. Um, and it forced us to come inward as well yeah. and recognize our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and, you know, just in general how our body is feeling, how it's reacting, because there was nothing else to do. Like you were in your right. house. If you couldn't go anywhere and you, especially if you were by yourself, I mean, it definitely forced us to go inwards, which is, a, I think, a, definitely a blessing and something that we needed as a nation.
0: And is that how you found yourself in this spot of, of change and, and thinking through stress? What were, what were the circumstances around you? It seems like you have a personal story in there about uh, needing to, needing to shift.
1: Yeah. So I kind of started working on it before the pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. I think once we got into it, It was more of a focus. Um, I've always been kind of like an anxious worry wart. I think Mm -hmm. I get it from my grandma. She's very anxious all the time. But, you know, when I was living away from home, um, you know, I had that support system with my friends because my friends eventually became my family down there. And but I wasn't with my support system. You know, I was away from my mom, my dad, my sister, And everyone that, you know, before I got to know everyone down there knew me the best and I could rely on. Um, So when I started learning more about holistic ways of healing, which I was able to learn about in Houston, in Northeast Ohio, you know, these types of things are not as well known. (laughs) Um, It's a very small town. And so, you know, meditation and like, we have yoga studios, but There are so many in Houston eating organically, eating, you know, going to these big grocery stores that have every single fruit and vegetable that you want and learning to really understand what nutrition was and what it could do for me and learning about breathwork and learning all these different you know, modalities and being connected to all these different types of people, especially through, you know, social media. And that's one thing that we have done a lot too during this pandemic is connect virtually. And it allows you to connect with others throughout the United States. You know, I've connected with a ton of people that live in California, whether it's San Diego or LA. Mm -hmm. So all these holistic and integrative practices are extremely popular there. But working as a nurse um, and being in trauma, stress was a common thing. Um, Anxiety was a common thing. Crappy sleep was a common thing. You know, we're going, going, going all day long. Um, And in nursing school, we're not really taught how to make ourselves a priority. And we're not taught how to prevent burnout. We're not, it's addressed, but it's not focused on. And I think it's something that should be, you know, it could be its own class because burnout is so common in nurses and the healthcare field because we put our patients first. We are so determined to give them a hundred percent and show as much compassion as we can and do every little thing on the list to help them make it through the difficult time that they're going through. Mm -hmm. And that's important, but we also have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and making ourselves a priority because we can't give a hundred percent if we ourselves are not cared for. Yeah. And so then our patients suffer, our families suffer because we're not at our best self and seeing that and going through that, I knew something had to change, especially when I wasn't sleeping well. And it was just, I was getting in a bad mood. I was frustrated at work. Like, and I, wanted a way out. And it was constant. I need to get out of this. I need to find something else. I just can't do this anymore. I'm like, and then being away from home and not being able to go back and visit whenever I wanted, it just kept building and building and building. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started seeing myself in like mini panic attacks. And this is when I realized I had to do something about it. So I started learning more about these holistic integrative practices. And then when I joined my coaching program, um, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition it really opened the doors to what I could do and coaching. So then I knew that I had to help others who were like me and healthcare is my background, nursing is my background. So I know how it feels. I know how it is to be in that state of stress and not know how to get yourself out of it.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a road that you've walked and you've seen the (laughs) downsides of it personally and probably in other folks too. And you know how hard it is to, to to shift circumstances, yeah. Um, one of the one of the uh, among the important things that you're talking about, one of them that you really really bring out is this idea of support system. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Because too often, I think that we, uh, due to our culture, perhaps and uh, as part of it, we feel like we must be islands. We feel like we must yeah. carry the load, and asking for help seems to be the furthest thing from a person's mind, uh, you know, cause imagine, imagine, let's say you're in healthcare and you have to go to your boss and say, Hey, listen, I'm really, I'm really just not dealing well with this stuff. The first person, I think the, the first thought in a person's mind is they're going to fire me and, and I don't want to get fired because it's going to make things worse. And so, so it's like, okay, don't talk about it. Don't deal with it. Uh, which seems a little ridiculous, I think. Um, because it, it denies, it sort of implicitly denies that we are, that we are holistic individuals with right. this mind, body, spirit connection, which we cannot get around no matter how much we think yeah. we're going to get around it, yeah. right? And right. whatever you're doing to my body is affecting my mind and my spirit and whatever's happening in my spirit or my mind is affecting my body and I'm supposed to just what, detach from all that stuff and just kind of make it through the day and then do it again and again and again and again and again, and again for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years and come out unscathed. I think it is ridiculous when we, when we look at it at that scale, but making it very practical today. Okay. So what do you, you know, how do we, how, how, how do we develop some of the courage to, to change or to move um, or how do we, when times get tough, because, you know, we can't, it, it's not all panacea. Right. Um, who, h- how do we develop support systems for ourselves when it's in a, and it's a practice that I think we need to learn um, yeah. to do. and We're not good at that. Most people are not good at developing support systems proactively.
1: Yeah. And I completely agree. I think especially, you know, asking for help is a really difficult thing. Um, but it's one of the ways to lessen the burden on yourself and to give yourself a moment to, you know, put yourself first. And nurses, we love to help, but we don't like to ask for it. So, and one of the ways to help prevent burnout at work is asking for help, you know, asking your coworker to do something for you, or whether it's at home, asking a fam- your significant other, your kids to just help a little bit, you know, even if it's just the dishes or the laundry but we have a difficult time asking for help and we had a difficult time finding support systems. And I think a lot of us just don't know where to look, Mm -hmm. but thankfully, you know, another thing with the pandemic, with the everything virtual, there are so many support systems out there. I mean, even just Googling a group on Facebook, you can find so many support systems. There's different, um, like connections now and different, there's
0: and a, I, I know that you made, you made a support system. Um, I did. <laughs> uh, you've, you've got one here on Facebook, the self-care break room, Yeah. which is born out. Of, it seems to me it's born out of your storyline. Uh, the thing that, uh, maybe the best part about it, and I'm going out on a limb here cause I don't actually know, but it's probably <laughs> the thing that you, you probably created it cause it was the thing that you would have wanted, yeah. you know, in <laughs> going forward, looking, you know, into your own experience.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, um, so the Facebook group, the self-care break room, I created for women in healthcare to come together and have this space that they felt safe to express themselves, self, uh, felt safe to share, you know, what their struggles are, what are they stressed about? What's going on at home? What's going on at work, you know, but also a break, mm-hmm. a time to give themselves to themselves and make themselves a priority. And, Self-care is one way to help manage stress. Um, You know, a lot of the things I teach in the group are things that I wish I would have known when I was in the midst of my stress and anxiety and wanting to leave the job that I had. You know, I wish I had these tools. And so I teach these tools in the group. And it's a little taste of who I am and how I work. Um, So every Sunday we go live and I do a different topic um right now we're in the middle of 12 days of giveaways so there's something every day it's um you once you're in the group you kind of participate in the little contest there's something for you to do whether it's posting a picture or sharing the group or inviting people into the group and you'll win something so i think today is um you post your favorite workout and you win a one-on-one with my friend hope who's a fitness instructor So it's fun. You get things, especially during the holidays, you're buying things for other people. And so it's nice to kind of get something for yourself and not really have to do much work for it.
0: Well, you're kind of helping people find their people, right? Which I think is important. So if if you're, so it sounds like if you're, if you're a nurse and you're also looking for other nurses to get connected up with and uh, manage stress and, and have some fun, you know, let your hair down. (laughs) there are probably stories that people can tell in that group that other people wouldn't understand because, you know, I'm, you know, we're not nurses. Um, that's, that's really, uh, that's, it seems like, a it seems like a calling, like a purpose maybe that you have found.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's hard being out of actual nursing and being like in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, and not saying that's something I won't go back to, but right now I am focused on my health coaching business and Mm -hmm. I'm still helping people. I'm just helping them in a different way. And it's really, it is really enjoyable and it's great to see people come to me and then leave, you know, their more authentic self and, you know, just feel good about themselves. And that's one of my main things too, is I want the people that I am with and the people that I touch and in the group, to have support and to feel that they can be their truest self and feel confident in that and show themselves love. Because often we don't do a lot of this. We don't partake in this unconditional self-love and we really need to, we really are. We're the most important person in our life and we need to make sure that we're making ourselves a priority.
0: Yeah. We would, we won't, uh, yeah, we, we don't treat ourselves as our, as though we're the, the, the guest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That we would treat well in our own home or at brunch.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) great.
0: Well, we are we're at the end of our time here. uh, Coffee with humans, but this is a I think such a timely topic because I know that people deal with stress and uh, we can't get away from it. Mm -hmm. And and there there's I think it's one thing to recognize good stress that moves us forward into life, and then there's another thing to recognize bad stress that is taking us down and destroying us very quietly in the background. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that what you're doing is really cool. Um, yeah. And the fact that it's born out of your the, <laughs> the road that you have walked, yeah. I think gives you probably an energy that some people don't have. And, and also a voice into those circumstances that other people just can't have either. Cause they've never, they've never walked that path. Right. So.
1: Right. Yes. Thank
0: awesome. You. Well, thanks for thanks for joining me on Coffee with Humans. And again, I'll put up real fast here. Uh, if anybody, if you're a nurse and a woman, we'll call a woman nurse. <laughs> you can get you can go to the self care break room on Facebook. Fantastic! Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.
0: And, uh, thanks to all of our uh, thanks to all of our viewers, our listeners uh, on Coffee with Humans. Catch us next time, and have a loving day. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have. Meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. CoffeeWithHumans.com